Well, hey there, hi there. Where you been? I've been here waiting to do a show. <laughs> Where have ye all been? Wow, what a crazy day. What a crazy MFing day. Not bad. It's crazy. It's cuckoo effing crazy. And it continues to the moment I'm cracking the microphone. Like a rat on crack. Hey, everybody. Look at this pile of post-it notes in front of me. What am I going to do with these post-it notes? <laughs> and why did I choose purple? Light purple with a, with a uh, silver, sparkly, sharpie. Why did I do that? I don't know why. I don't know why. I like a, I like a post-it note, okay? I have uh, composition books. I have uh, journals that I write notes in. But sometimes I just go, screw it. Because you know what? What I'm going to do is go into the book that I keep notes in, and I'm just going to put all of these post-its in there. That's how I stay organized. I've been trying to stay organized for the last couple of hours. I mean, I've been sitting here chomping at the bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ready to do a show for you guys. And as I alluded to a couple of hours ago, there was a technical issue, which I don't actually understand, but it's been resolved now. So, hi. Sorry that I'm on late today. I see a shitload of you are listening live, and many more will be listening on the download. Thank you for that. Uh, Eddie Money has passed away. That's so sad. I'm going to be talking about Eddie here. You know, he's a... A big part of my uh, radio uh, career is being with Eddie Money. There, about that level is better. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. That was too low. That's good. Sorry about that. That level was a little screwed up. I mean, even if you go to the opening of the show, you're going to hear Eddie, Mur Eddie, Eddie Money's name here. This is not the official starting of the show. When he was just a teenager. Just a teenager. Since his debut, he's been fired for mouthing off. Yeah. Playing the hits. Right. And stealing candy bars. Don Geronimo yes, is I'm, unlike anything. I'm like nothing you've heard. And at some point here, the announcer says he threw up on Eddie Money's bed. He tells it all, from sex with midgets to boat rides with disco stars. Then there was a time he got drunk and threw up on Eddie Money's bed. See? See, that made the opening. I play that every day on the opening for this show that I have for the last five years. He threw up on Eddie Money's bed. I will miss Eddie Money. And I want to talk about Eddie Money, and I want to get to your texts here before I start the show. But Feist... A bit of business. I said I'd have an announcement for you, and I've been talking about this for a couple of uh, weeks now, clandestinely, and uh, here it is. I want to start by telling everybody that you are the greatest audience in the world, uh, that you have made this podcast into the little engine that could. I mean, we started to chug, 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 and there have been some bumps in the roads, but you guys have supported me and stood by me and, more importantly, paid your subscription money, and I thank you for that. I'm here to tell you that this podcast is ending. Uh, the podcast itself is going on hiatus uh, because I I've got a new chapter in my life. Uh, very soon. I, I cannot tell you about it right now. I wish I could. I can't. Uh, what, what I want you to do now is listen for me on your radio and watch for me on your TV in the coming weeks. That's really all I can tell you. I mean, you're going to hear about it. And when you eventually hear about what I'm talking about, when it's out there, I'm going to have a special announcement just for my subscribers that'll be uh, uploaded the day that everything happens. You're going to get the full explanation. 
and the full directions on the next step. But as for right now, uh, all I can say is that you're going to hear from me within 30 days. You're going to know about it. And for the next 30 days, as far as the show goes, uh, I'm not going to be doing it. But the archives are going to be available to you. And the Don Geronimo Music Radio will be available to you for at least 30 days. And then after that, we'll see what's going on because uh, with the with the new direction that I'm taking, there will be a uh, the, the website will be there, but there will be some different stuff on the website on PodGod.com. And you know, when we started this enterprise, I've I've got a million different domain names just in case something happened and I had to adjust course. So you know, there's everything from and don't try to buy these; they're already gone. Everything from Radio Bad Boy to variations of Don and Donnie G and all this shit. So. Uh, everybody at the website is, is ready. Everybody, everybody that knows about this is ready. I'm just telling you guys, uh, I'm inviting you to come with me. Okay. You've been so great. You followed me thus far. You followed me through regular radio and the shit with the realm network. And then here, uh, with this, with this venture, which you've kept going. And, and that is something that I'm very proud of. There are compared to five years ago when I started this, when I got fired from radio, there were some podcasts then. Now everybody has a podcast. You know that. But there are not very many podcasts that can say they're kept on the air because people pay for it. And you guys have paid, and I've appreciated it. Uh, but like I say, I've just I, I got a third act coming up in my life, and it's going to be great. So thank you. Thank you all. Uh, stay tuned. You know, I'm going to be going Twitter dark and all that shit until everything gets out there. So... You know something's happening, and that's all I can tell you. Something something is happening. Something very good is happening. Now to the text, 916-668-9084. And don't text me about this. I'm, I'm going to be like one of those guys after some major crime where it's like, that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm going to be like Bill Belichick now. I've already answered that question. We're on to Cincinnati. I've already answered that question. We're on to Cincinnati. I've already answered that fucking question. We're on to fucking Cincinnati. Text line, 916-668-9084. Don, my guess is that little Joe is coming back. I, lo- I love Joe, but uh, no, I, no, that's not it. Don, comma, thank you for doing a live show. Can't wait for the big news. Well, there you go. You heard the big news. I mean, you heard, you heard an, an, me alluding to big news. 443, four, hi, Don. Godspeed, my friend. Can't wait to see what's next. Okay. Like I say, no, no more questions about that. Let me get to the other uh, texts that, that have already been loaded in here today. Let me see. RIP the money man. Yeah, that's so sad about Eddie Money. Cancer. Age 70. Ugh. Here's the next text. Demi Moore at 56 nude on Harvest Bazaar. Would you hit that thang? T-H-A-N-G. <laughs> of course I would. Although I want to say this, Demi Moore is too thin. I think it was around the time of the movie Striptease that she started that whole, I got to work out and make myself look like a Skeletor. Doesn't work for me. Here's 302 writing in. What's your thought on the debate last night? My thought is it's boring. It's boring. I don't know what else I could do to, to fire things up. I mean, Andrew Yang had some bullshit like radio contest. I'm going to pay the first 10 families that call in $1,000 a month for the next year. I don't know what that was about. 
And I, I watched, you know, I watched the one guy, Castro, like trying to bust Biden's balls because he's old and he forgets stuff. I don't know. I wasn't very excited by it. I'd rather hear them just talk about how uh, Donald Trump's a piece of shit than talk about Medicare for all or whatever, wh- whatever it is that they're discussing. Uh, here's the next. No, I, I didn't listen. There was too many things last night. I think I mentioned this, that that's bad scheduling by the people that made that debate. First off, there was a football game on last night, a real football game. And I believe, as I have predicted on this show, Tampa Bay beat Carolina. I think I said, I'm hoping for Tampa Bay, but I I think Carolina will win. So I kind of covered myself. And they did win. Tampa Bay did win. And that game was in a... uh, We live in a world now where football games are delayed by the weather. I thought the football was like uh, the post office. You know, rain, sleet, snow, whatever. Well, it was, I guess, lightning. Like a 45-minute delay. So that was on while the debate was on. Then they went to the rain delay. And I turned the debate on, and it was... Bullshit, boring. So, uh, you know, just waited for Big Brother. (laughs) Waited for my Big Brother. What a show that is. What a show. I I think I got a text about that here somewhere. Uh, Yeah, there it is. Big Brother 21. What do you think? Jesus. Let me explain the show Big Brother to you. You know it's a show about people living in a house together. And they vote each other out until there's one person left who wins a half million bucks. Now, part of this game is that you're allowed to lie. You're allowed to, you're allowed to lie about who you are, where you're from, people you know, and you're allowed to lie to people's faces in this house. It's part of the game. Now, not everybody lies. The one guy that I really dislike on this show, Jackson Mickey, Guy has two names. Don't ask me why. Big, uh, good-looking, uh, inbred guy from the South. And uh, you don't hear those those terms often together. Good-looking and inbred. And from the South, that's like one, two, three tastes that taste great together. Anyway, he's the guy that's uh, been misogynistic and been racist and, and been a bully. But somehow the guy's still in the fucking show. So now they're down to five people. And... One of the people that's that's going to be voted out is Tommy, who's a gay Broadway performer. Everybody likes Tommy. And this guy, Jackson, the big inbred guy, starts lying to, to, to everybody's face about this guy. There are five people in the room, the five guests. And the one guy, the big inbred guy, is yelling to the gay guy, you told me you were going to sell her out. You told me you were going to sell Nicole out. And the gay guy... He's crying. I mean, he's not crying because he's gay. He's crying because he's like, I can't believe you're doing this. You're lying. I mean, he's screaming at the guy. You're lying. He's screaming at the guy's girlfriend. You're lying. You're lying by omission. You're letting him lie. You're lying. I can't believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> I mean, it's about the goddamn greatest thing I've ever seen on that show. And they only teased it. They're going to show it on Sunday night. You know, and, and uh, I feel like the guy Tommy. They voted, so they voted this guy off, and he's sitting outside the Big Brother house with uh, Most Honorable Julie Chan Moonves. And she goes, oh, you got kicked out of the house. I heard you say to Jackson, you got me. That's, that's the guy that lied to me. He said, oh, yeah, listen, that guy, he lied. He said, but that's part, this is where the gay guy gets it. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, lying is part of the game. He said, I don't do it. I, I, I'm here to play a, an honest game, but, you know, you're allowed to lie. He wasn't mad about it. 
the guy's got some balls. <laughs> and they have, who is it, the chick that said, I swear to God on my sister's life or something, and she was lying? So they all lie in this house. And then they all are surprised when someone lies. They go, I can't believe you would do that. What? You all lie to each other. But I'm telling you, this thing with the big brother. Mm. If I were doing a show on Monday, I'd be playing that tape and analyzing that tape. Well, sadly, the only way you're going to get that analysis now is if you live with me. And someone's already got that job. So, So good luck. Good luck. And like I said, I'm going to be going to sign that on Twitter for a while. So don't be flipped out by that. Here's the next tweet. Uh, sorry about Eddie Money. I knew you threw up on his bed. I did the late Eddie Money. Uh, Cam's outfit after the loss last night. Is that a rain bonnet he's wearing? I don't know what the fuck he's wearing. But someone needs to tell this guy, Cam Newton, you got to have two separate outfits. One for if you win and one if you lose. Because if, if, you, if you're going to wear something that makes you look like a fashion retard, well, only pull it out if you win. I mean, you can wear it going into the stadium, but if you lose, just put on something that Dwight Schrute would wear. You know, a mustard-colored short sleeve shirt, brown tie, and the hats. Forget the hats, Cam. So, yeah, Cam Newton had a ridiculous outfit on. You can find it on your own and uh, Google it. Uh, Dear Don Kama, thoughts on new SNL members? I don't know any of them. Sorry about that. Here's another one from 209. Who would you do, RBG or Judge Jeannie Perro? No, Judge Janine. Who? I'd have to do Judge Janine. I'm being honest. I mean, I would have sex with her before RBG. Biden says keep the record player on at night. What? Oh, that's <laughs> I read that that's something that Biden said. During the uh, debate last night, it was that you know you gotta keep it light in your house, and you know when your kids are doing their homework, put something on the record player. Like, dude, could you even move it up to a CD? You know, you're still stuck on record player. All right, record player makes me think of the late Eddie Money. This guy was a, a, a great guest to so many radio shows, so many radio shows. But Eddie Money was always great on the Don and Mike show. Actually, I had Eddie on my show for the first time in 19, well, I think 1980. When I was, who cares what I was working? But I had, I had a phoner with him at that time. And then over the years, I had Eddie on the show many times on Don and Mike and a few times on the Don Geronimo show. And he died of uh, cancer at 70. This guy loved life. This guy loved being a rock star. And he didn't mind... Hanging around with DJs. He liked it. If you're a DJ and he likes you, as I, as I was, I know a, a few other guys in the radio business he glommed on to, you were a lucky guy. And what that meant was, sometimes I would get calls, voicemails, from Eddie Money after a show. And my listeners remember all the times I would come in on a Monday and go, oh yeah, I got one more thing from the weekend. And I would call up the voicemail and it would be beep. It does a money man. What you doing, the money man, man? I'm, you know, wherever he was. I'm in Liberia, Kentucky, man. Oh, Donna, I miss you as a money man. I'd get calls from Eddie Money. Because I was buddies with Eddie Money. We went to quite a few parties together. The first time I ever partied with Eddie Money was at the Bobby Poe Radio and Records Convention when I threw up on Eddie's bed. I didn't mean to, but it just happened that way. He laughed. He laughed. 
Just called down to the front desk, said, strip that bed, make it, make it up. And then we had the famous party, the Halloween party, where he was dressed as George Custer and I was dressed as Batman. We were a couple all night. Then there was the party where we ran through the streets of Georgetown together. And quite a few times, Eddie would hotbox before he would come on the show. And he didn't often ask disc jockeys to come and hotbox with him. Marijuana is the bomb. But I did on more than one occasion. I went downstairs. <laughs> I went downstairs and I partook with the great Eddie money. I got some of Eddie's uh, greatest hits here. Because the guy was just a rock and roll legend. And, and, you know, the music was the type of music that I love the best. It's rock and roll. It's just rock and roll. Not a lot of bullshit. No synthesizers. Well, maybe towards the end. But basically, it's just rock and roll. It's commercial as hell. And this was Eddie's first huge hit. Guy was on one record label his whole life. Columbia and then Epic. They were owned by the same company. Here's another great one. Who doesn't? Who doesn't have this as the soundtrack of a part as a part of their life? Eddie Money. They had a career that started in the '70s, went into the '80s, and into the '90s. Two tickets to paradise. And like I say, this guy loved being a rock star. Devoted family man. Very devoted. Eddie Money. I've got a million tweets about him today. My listeners so remember all the times that he was on the show. Here's one. I remember the time he was on your show. Shows. Cool guy. Here's Joe Rockhead writing in, my former intern. Esquire piece from uh, Dave Holmes on Eddie Money gives out a stealth shout-out. Eddie Money's music will live on as long as there's a radio station with a morning zoo. Here's George Clark. I just read that. I liked his music, and he was so down-to-earth with his fans. Here's Kim. Don, I thought of you. R.I.P. to a good dude. This is one of my favorites. No, 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 no. Not a huge hit. Right in the very beginning. Eddie and Money and Maybe I'm a Fool. What a nice jam. Here's Jay Taylor. R.I.P. to the Money Man. He was always wonderful on your show. Your stringer Bella. Eddie Money was real rock and roll on your show. My dad also died from esophageal cancer. Been thinking about it a lot this since Eddie Money announced diagnosis. When I heard Baby Hold On this morning on the radio, I had to pull the car over. Here's uh, Really Dar. Play the voicemail again. He left you in tribute. Always made me laugh when you would play that back in the day. Yeah, Eddie left me a lot of voicemails. Here's That's Just Silly. I still listen to his music frequently. His rock and roll is timeless. Here's Ken Rudolph. Man, I love... Oh, Black Ken. Man, I love that dude's voice when he was super cool when he came to SAC. He was the first guest to use the green room the proper way. <laughs> yeah, 
guess Eddie Money was uh, getting high at Good Day Sacramento. Here's my buddy Little Joe. Little Joe tweeted, I just heard the sad news about one of my favorite in-studio guests, Eddie Money, had passed away. I met Eddie Warning on the Don Geronimo Show. He was performing a benefit concert in Sacramento to help pay for his friend's medical bills, so he stopped by to do the show. It was Radio Gold. Here's Art Vandalay. I saw Eddie Money at Cal Expo in 1986. Great show. Uh, here's Carmichael Dave. Man, that sucks. One of my favorite memories was him coming in on the Don and Mike show. And then on the Don Geronimo show. Yeah. That's the last time that he was hot boxing. He pulled up to the radio station at 7 o'clock in the morning. We were playing commercials. And they said, Eddie wants you to come out to the car. And he was in the black SUV. And he opened the door. And it was like when they opened the van and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And all the smoke came pouring. And he said, hey, I love you, brother. And he's like, dude, I can't do this now. i got to go back on the air in three minutes. He said, give me ten minutes. So I had to go ahead and pad for a second. Here's another great Eddie Money hit. I think I'm in love. And that article in Esquire was right, man. It was a staple on Top 40 Radio and Morning Zoos. How you doing, everybody? It's your morning zoo with Eddie Money. I mean, where's the current Eddie Money? Nobody tell me Bruno Mars is like Eddie Money. I mean, listen to these riffs. And I'm not a musician, but I know this. There's only five chords. You can only do so much with them. Oh, here's here's a, another great one. Peace in our time. I'm sure my listeners remember this. When this song came out as a hit song, they said to Eddie Money, who was in a studio in L.A., recording intros for disc jockeys. Like he would be in the studio, and the song would start up. It would be, Hey, this is your buddy Eddie Money, the Money Man. I'm here on K-Hits, KHCZ, with my buddy Bonana Joe. Right, so he would cut these for a variety of radio stations. And when the one for Peace in Our Time came out for our station, here's what it was. Hey, this is Eddie Money, the Money Man. Peace in our time. Hey, Don and Mike, we had a great time at that party. <laughs> That's all he said. We had a great time at that party. Oh, darling, how strong is love supposed to be? Surrounded by fire and magic, we long to be free. That's so sad. All of our rock stars are dying. Did I just have some story that was like a, a list of all the rock stars who were in their 70s and approaching 80s? I know, it's totally unfair. Bob Dylan's out there running a four-minute mile and any money's dead. I think that was his last big, gigantic hit. I know. 
Did I play I Want to Go Back? That's another great one. And the saxophone. He had a reality show on a channel I never watch called Axis. Is that it on, on uh, DirecTV? Is it the Mark Cuban channel? Anyway, I'm going to miss that guy. It's fun being a friend with a rock star. Who knows he's a rock star? I will most miss miss the calls in the middle of the night. And on the occasion that I would wake up, you know, at 1.45 a.m. whenever he would call, I'd look over. I could have picked it up, but I thought, you know what? Let it go to voicemail. I'll play it on the show on Monday. Because he would, one time he called me for, I think it was, is, is there a place called... He starts with an A in Texas, Abilene, Texas. He called that, and we had to beep the hell out of it because every other word was shit. And you know, the thought was, you know, I think we asked him one time, "Why do you call me? Why do you call me at these out of?" Hey, because I love you, man. I love you. Well, I love you too, Eddie. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the great Eddie Mahoney. Eddie Mahoney, a former New York City cop. I should point out. All right, let's do this one more time. Give me a ding. Give me a name, sing. And now let's hear Eddie Money's name in this intro. He's been in radio since the early 70s, when he was just a teenager. Since his debut, he's been fired for mouthing off, playing the hits, and stealing candy bars. Don Geronimo is unlike any you've ever heard. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? He tells it all. From sex with midgets to boat rides with disco stars. Then there was a time he got drunk and threw up on Eddie Money's bed. He's done it all. From marching with 100 dogs in the radio station. And got Jim Belushi to call him an asshole. From leaving radio after tragedy to return just to get screwed all over again. Through it all, here he now broadcasts. From his wife's Mary Poppins room, a new podcast hits the internet. A show where he can express himself without censorship. It's the Don Geronimo Show. Here's Don. What do you think of the name Don Geronimo? Don, do it. Geronimo. My hitter, my hitter. The Don Geronimo Show. In person. The request lines are now open. It's going to be a great show. Here is a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. Marijuana is the bomb. You let him know that he is one ratings point away from having his own podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you ready to rock? Yeah. Don. D-O-N. You know who's coming with me on the new voyage? Don. Geronimo. Yes, you'll always be my announcer. Thank you, Abe. You, Don Geronimo. You, Don Geronimo. 
good. Thank you, honey. And as you already know, it's me, it's me, it's Donald P. And my J.O.B. Nearly famous, highly outrageous, very contagious. I'm on the air. I'm off the wall. I'm feeling high. I'm getting small. Scared, kids? It's Friday the 13th. Oh! Scared? Here's a text. Will you be remaining with us here in Sacramento? No. More questions. Thank you. Now, on with today's show. I, I, as I mentioned, this will be the final podcast that I do. Although I can never say that I won't have a podcast continuing. Based on what happens next. All I know is that I've got the space. I've got the website. I've got the domain names. Just stay tuned. And what do you stay tuned to? I got a text about what do I stay tuned to? All the usual places you look for stuff. When you hear news about something, that's when you'll be hearing my news. Okay? So be patient. God knows. I've been patient. I've been very patient. I've kept it in my pants this whole time. No one has said, oh, look at all the babies we killed. Look at all the babies we killed. That's what Elvis would say after he would pull out and cut loose in a girl's hair. <laughs> it always comes back to Elvis now, doesn't it? All right, uh, gang. Today on the show, and I'm, I'm getting so much about Eddie Money. God, I, I'll miss that guy. He, he really touched people. I'll say that. Even looking at my text line, and I knew him like the eight degrees of separation. You know what I mean? He was a buddy and an acquaintance. I wish it was a, a closer friendship. But he influenced so many people and made so many people feel great. Here's D-Thrill. God took him home this morning. Everybody's very sad about that. You know, he's one of those beloved guys. Just, just beloved because his songs were... Pretty much upbeat, and you know what you were getting with Eddie, right? <laughs> that party where he was dressed as George Custer, and I was Batman, we had not planned on, on going together. He had been on our radio show that morning, and he was coming to Georgetown to uh, judge a costume contest. Now, this is not the time that uh, Michael Mara and I were chased through the streets of Georgetown. And I'll tell you this. I learned this early in my radio career. Especially on Halloween on a drunk night, don't judge a costume contest because all the people that lose are going to get mad and throw their beer bottles at you like they did in the, at the Blues Brothers. But you're not going to have that chicken wire up in front of you. Mike and I were actually chased down the street by an angry bunch of people because they didn't win the costume contest. <laughs> I was in a Batman suit and Mike was dressed as Barbara Bush. This was a different party, a different Halloween. Eddie Money was just going to come out and introduce things and not even sing a song on stage. But he and I just started hanging out together. And I've got some pictures somewhere of the two of us. And you look at us, you're like, God, these guys, look, they just, they just got poured out of a glass into these costumes. And we were very big in that demonstrative thing. You know that, I love you, buddy. I love you, man. Lots of hugging, kissing on the forehead, all of that stuff. So, yeah, people are uh, people are upset about that. And, 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 and rightly so. Here's a text from 916. Uh, Don, do you have the news about Felicity Hoffman? Uh, I don't have news about Felicity Hoffman. Let me see if I can find it. What is it? Uh, did she go to jail? Uh, oh, here it is. Felicity Hoffman apologizes and calls herself stupid for the scam with her daughter. Well, yeah, she's reacted more normal than the other one has. Remember the Lori Laughlin was the one that was like, 
you know, fuck you. This is all just a ruse. Go ahead. I'm not taking your plea deal. Well, this Felicity Huffman took the deal. She might get 30 days in jail. God, she's flat chested. I'm just looking at a report now on CNN about her. And yet she didn't. Uh, and and one they have her like on, on red carpets where she's wearing very revealing gowns. Essentially that her daughter was saying, oh, you know. Very flat chested. Essentially, uh, why didn't you think I could do it on my own? And that just breaks your heart, right? I mean, because that's... I think Elizabeth Warren has a better body than Felicity Hoffman. Case ...is her daughter, who we know from more information with her... As a matter of fact, so does Beto O'Rourke. ...the judge that her daughter... He's got a better body than Felicity Hoffman does. I'm just looking at people on TVs. See, the problem is I had two TVs on now. I got the one TV that's muted with all the people from the debate, and I got CNN over here, which has got Felicity Hoffman. They're doing all kinds of background shots of her. reputations. Are they victims? Like B-roll of her on the... A red carpet with her husband, William H. Macy. Punishment should go to, and is it in fact Felicity Huffman? Again, I'm sorry to try to keep going through these emails, but no. Uh, let me give you a minute, Brent. Um, got a lady on CNN that's just reading emails. Well, I'm just reading tweets and texts. We're both just stealing G. Gordon Liddy's bit. That was the worst, man. This guy, G. Gordon Liddy, the Watergate burglar. You know who he is. You know that he was on the same station as me for years. This guy is a regular part of the show every day. Had an hour. All he would do was read shit out of the newspaper. From the pages of the Washington Times. Ed Mahoney writes. And he would read. And amazingly, I would see when the, when the ratings would come in every month. His show would get big ratings. Because he would read out of the newspaper. Uh, let me see if I can find something online uh, real fast here. BB... 21 fight what was the guy's name mickey and somebody sent me a note that i should try to search this out and maybe that the fight is available because these guys had their fight it was on the big brother live feed uh jackson no it's not up i don't know what you guys are sending me i i can't find anything i can't find every everything that i've got is from a month ago okay Oh, here it is. Jackson just told a massive lie on Tom, about Tommy on Big Brother. But there's no video of that. You guys are just sending me links that, sa- that says what I've, what I've already got. Ah, you're no help. Okay, on today's show. On today's show. I've already covered the Big Brother stuff. No need to, to get into that. Today we're going to be finding out about Wrinkles the Clown. <laughs> this is a clown who's getting kind of famous in the state of Florida. That's all I'm going to tell you about him. I'm going to pick the pros until they scab and bleed. And I know they bleed before they scab, but it sounds better when you say it the other way around. Uh, let me see. I've got a story. I wanted to comment on this, and I believe my comment is going to be a very brief comment, that people are very stupid. Do you know what the Magic Mountain is in L.A.? It is a, an amusement park. And you see it, I don't know, what if it's on 5 or whatever, as you're driving into Los Angeles... As you're making your way towards Burbank and Universal City, about 20 miles before that is, I think it's Six Flags. Is that the name of the company that owns it? He said to nobody. I don't know. It's Magic Mountain. Anyway, it's an amusement park. It's like it's a Six Flags deal. I think I said that. They're having a promotion for Halloween where people are going to be laying in coffins for 30 straight hours to see who can last the longest. They're giving them bathroom breaks and all that other stuff. And if there's a tie, 
in this test of endurance after 30 hours, it's going to be rock, paper, scissors, or a flip of the coin or something. See, I, I, I don't mind wacky contests. I don't know how... First off, I'm, I'm claustrophobic as shit. I don't know how I would do in a coffin. That, for me, is one of those true, real-life things that would flip me out. I know there was an episode, I think, of CSI. The original CSI with William Peterson. I love that actor with the gray hair and the beard. I believe it was him, or maybe it was his girlfriend. Somebody put her in a plexiglass box and dug a hole and buried her alive. Like when that was being filmed, the angles that they took were like with GoPros inside this clear box and you could see the, the, the dirt being shoveled on top. And I thought, that's got to be one of the worst ways to go. I mean, other than the way that Joe Pesci and his brother went out in, in Casino. When they took them out to the desert and they had them dig their own holes and then they shot Joe Pesci's brother and beat him up, but not so much that he wasn't totally dead. And then they beat up Joe Pesci and he was barely alive and they put him on top of his brother and then they buried them alive. Why would you want to goof around with that? Like with a coffin. Casino Pesci death scene. This could be my last podcast that I do. I want to get all the stuff that I like. The end for Nikki. <laughs> you know, the problem with me is that I watch a, a, a movie like Casino. And it's a comedy now for me. It took months for everything to calm down. But finally, my guys got out on bail and the bosses wanted me to send my... Listen, Ma- Magic Mountain, this is why you don't want to have a promotion with a coffin. Because, because it's very frightening. Dominic out to Vegas. Always the dollars. Always the fucking dollars. I mean, it was still way too hot for me to even go near Vegas. So I set up a meeting with the guys way out in the sticks. I didn't want my brother to get fucked around. I mean, too bad. What's right is right. They don't give a fuck about. Uh oh. Crowd loves it. See now they're beating the crap out of Joe Pesci's brother. With baseball bats. Now this would make a this would make a good Magic Mountain contest. He's still breathing. See, coffins are not funny. And, and these are shallow graves now. Look at that. They're pulling Joe Pesci's brother into the grave. He's just in his underpants. He's all bloody. They just threw him right in there. That's so sick. And now they're going to throw Joe Pesci on top of him. First hit him in the head. Boom. Now he's down to his underpants. They drag him in. 
throw him on top of his brother. See, coffins are no fun. Neither is a shallow grave. The word was out. The boss has had enough for Nikki. They had enough. How much were they going to take? So they made an example of him and his brother. They buried him while he was still breathing. Yeah. While he was still breathing. That's cold shit. So listen, I just think it's something you don't want to mess with. It's just me. It's just me. I, but I don't know. Uh, let me see. Six contestants are dying to be put to rest in a wooden coffin. Today, Friday the 13th, a head-to-head in a competition at Six Flags Magic Mountain with one lucky winner going home with $666. You understand? Knights and Satan's service, 666. The devil's lotto numbers. 30-hour challenge returns to Six Flags on Friday, September 13th. Contestants are required to play dead in a 7-foot by 28-inch casket with a partial lid. Now, the prizes are pretty shitty to stay in a coffin for 30 hours. Last year, they awarded $300 prizes to the contestants who completed the 30-hour challenge. This year, the pool of six will be narrowed down to one grand prize winner. Competition starts today at 3 and includes tomorrow night at 9. The winner gets $300 and a 2020 season pass. Fright Fest monsters will stop by regularly to surprise and stare and scare the contestants. Not stare at them. Scare them. The contestants must lay completely flat and dead still. They can have pillows, blankets, and sleeping bags. Smoking is prohibited. Okay, so you can have a pillow. You can have a you, you nice uh, you, you blanky blank. You can't smoke in there. They get a six-minute bathroom break every three hours. When they want to eat, they can sit upright in the coffin during regularly scheduled 15-minute meal breaks. These are the things that make the contests too easy. That's how you thin the herd. No bathroom breaks. No food breaks. Uh, let me see. They will participate in challenges, riding roller coasters, finding props in a haunted maze, and laying in a coffin covered in crickets. How can they do that now if they're laying in, a, if they're laying in the, the fucking coffins? There are six, six flags, coffin challenges. The one in Maryland is having his contest for couples of any sort, friends, siblings, cousins, or lovers who must lay beside each other in a casket. That's fucking creepy. I mean, I'm not giving you a bulletin here. But, but if you doubt that it's creepy, do as I just suggested. Rent the movie a Casino and go to the very end with Joe Pesci and Nikki. And see what, I guess Nikki is Joe. Whatever happens to his brother. Here's more action now on social media. Let me see. People are really responding. Um, Bo Jennings writes, oh, this is very nice. Since you're going to be gone during that time, I wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. My birthday is next week. Here's another text that's hard to believe about Eddie Money. Wow, was he great on your show. Yep. Here's one from 301. Eddie Money sent me a birthday card after I met him in 1986. You know, I don't doubt that. 
He's just that good. Or rather, you know, sadly I have to say, he was just that good, really. Eddie Money. I will uh, miss him. Let me see if I can get to some of the stuff that I didn't have time for uh, this week. I know I had something about uh, girls. I, I know what it was. It was about vaginal fluid. And the reason that the story caught my eye, I think I mentioned to this, mentioned this to you yesterday, was something about fish smell. Now, whenever you've got a story about a, a women's uh, a private areas, and inside the story in the text are the words, smell like fish, you know, you should really, really pay super attention. Here we go. Vaginal fluid transplants may soon be available in the United States. I've got one right now, uh, a 64-ounce. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. That's good vaginal fluid transplant. U.S. doctors are hoping to start offering women vaginal fluid transplants. Uh, Let me see. It's quite common. Women who have BV may notice they have an unusual discharge that has a strong, fishy smell. (laughs) That's not funny. That's not funny. Vagina! Yes. Fishy vagina. Vagina! That smells like fish. Oh, it's a good crowd we got today. I, too, have herpes. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a good crowd. Vagina! Ride vagina. All right, let me see. This is something called BV. I don't know what BV is, but this is the, the condition that makes women's vaginas produce an unusual discharge with a strong, fishy smell. Gals, I want to tell you something. For many, this is nothing but an urban legend. But I'm here to tell you that through my lifetime, as a matter of fact, it was a high school girl. And I'm not kidding you. Smelled like fish. Smelled like a fish that had gone bad. That's the only time I've ever experienced it myself. But if you have that smell, if you have a discharge and it smells like fish, God, go see your doctor. The condition is not usually serious, but should be treated because having BV makes you more vulnerable to catching urinary infections. So why does donor vaginal fluid help? BV happens when there's a change in the natural balance of bacteria in the vagina. The vagina, vagina, like the gut, is home to lots of different microorganisms. Organisms, rather. So uh, women are looking for other women to... Volunteer with vaginal fluid samples. They take the sample, a self-creation. The woman inserts and then removes a flexible plastic disc similar to a menstrual cup to collect the sample. It's then drawn into an applicator for the recipient to insert in a similar way with a tampon. Vagina! Right. Venereal disease! Not if you do it correctly. Here's the process. Woman one stands up and excretes excretes the fluid into a menstrual cup. The, The fluid is then taken from the menstrual cup and it's put inside an applicator that she can insert like a tampon. And all of that is so you don't get BV and more importantly, and so that your fish doesn't, your fish doesn't smell like vagina. Can you imagine? Would that be a good insult to a fish? 
God, I got to tell you something. You smell like a vagina. <laughs> uh, let me see. Here's a text from uh, 916. Don, congratulations. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit on your upcoming new adventure. I will listen no matter what. If I got a listen live watch, if I got a listen live watch stream download, it doesn't matter. Your listener, Eli McFly. Thank you, Eli. A very positive note from you. Thank you. So it's like you were in Finding Dora or Finding Nemo, which was the girl. Dora, that was, uh, that was Ellen, right? So she'd be flying around and Nemo would go, whew, God, something smells like a smelly pussy. She goes, oh, that's me. That's me. See, instead of the pussy smelling like fish, the fish would smell like pussy. Ah, never mind. Do you know who Farah Abraham is? I'll be quite honest. I had to, uh, I, I've read the name, but I didn't know exactly who she is. She's from, uh, what reality show is she from? I don't, does it really matter? Farah Abraham is a woman that, uh, I guess she's, uh, what's IGTV? I don't know. Anyway, Farah Abraham is, is an idiot. Oh, here it is. She's a former star of Teen Mom. Okay, that's how I know the name. Teen Mom, that show was on, on MTV. Here she is now with her 9-11 tribute video with her daughter, Farah Abraham. Okay, so we wanted to do, since it's going to be September 11th, in honor of the Freedom Towers and the Observatory Valve and everything of 7-Eleven, uh, we are going to do this. Wow, look at this, guys. Hold on, did you hear this? Going to so we, I think this is gorgeous, beautiful, and in memory of a lot of loved ones that a lot of others lost. I remember being in fifth grade when September 11th, the time this happened. Theo was not born yet, so I think it's really important that Sophia learns about it. Listen, first off, this woman obviously does not care. What kind of broadcast she's putting out? Because it's windy as shit. She's standing in front of the, the where the World Trade Center was, and she keeps calling it 7-Eleven Day. It's pretty gorgeous here. Such a great day. Buildings are so beautiful. I kind of wanted to make this video while I'm here at the Freedom Tower for September 11th. However, we all do with a loss. I got to go back to the very um, beginning. You guys... so I want you to hear it again. Okay, so we wanted to do since it's going to be September 11th in honor of the Freedom Towers and the Observatory Valve and everything of 7-Eleven. Uh, we are going to do this. Wow, look at this, guys. It's September 11th, and with everything with everything with 7-Eleven. Okay, so we wanted to do since <laughs> it's going to be September 11th in honor of the Freedom Towers and the Observatory Valve and everything of 7-Eleven, uh, we are going to do I think I think she's stupid. I don't think she's being disrespectful. <clears throat> and everybody online seems to think she's being disrespectful. I think, why can't we just call her stupid? I mean, I would, I would think she would answer to that name, right? Target, Beijing customer, Ped, Stewart, Ped, Stu, Ped, please come to pick up your item. And why is it when you go into Target or to Walmart and you're gonna, you've bought something already and you're just going to go to the counter and pick it up, why is it that they make such a big deal of saying they're not charging you for that? They're not charging you for the convenience of having bought it already and all they have to do is have it up front and give it to you? They would charge you for that shit? I don't know. Okay, I got one more. I mentioned uh, Wrinkles the Clown. You know, I love clowns, and this guy is a nice, creepy clown. He is, um, let me see. 
In 2014, he's Florida. A couple of fed-up parents in Florida paid Wrinkles the Clown to hide under their daughter's bed. How fantastic is this for all parents? Wrinkles was supposed to scare her so they could spend the rest of her life threatening to bring him back if he ever did anything, if she ever did anything bad again. So they, they put this on video. It went viral years ago. And now this guy, uh, Wrinkles the Clown, has turned this into a business and they are making a movie about the life of Wrinkles the Clown with messages that people leave for him about how they, they want him to scare their kids. This is just the best. Let me get the sound up on this thing. Wrinkles the Clown. Here's the trailer for his, for his movie. So good. Who the fuck would hire a clown to hide under their kid's bed to scare the kid? It's like Pennywise, man. No shit that's going to flip your kids out. Now, this was the viral nature of the social media. It's a movie about wrinkles. Wrinkles is a military vet. He's a divorced military vet from Rhode Island who now is 70. He only took up professional clowning 10 years ago. He says he's a good old-fashioned clown. And by old-fashioned, he means he's a frightening clown. He doesn't like kids. He thinks balloon animals are stupid. And he likes scaring kids. He says the best thing that happened for his business is Pennywise and the brand new Joker movie. People want scary clowns. No one hired me when I was a regular clown, Wrinkle says. <laughs> now that's something like out of my mom and dad's playbook. Really? Well, how are we going to solve him? This crazy problem, he's wetting the bed. Well, let's hire Wrinkles the Clown. Can you imagine you set that up? You have a guy in a creepy clown suit hiding in your kid's bedroom. And you say, okay, nighty-night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Boom. Here's Brute Sotsig writing in. Are you replacing Robert Pattinson as the new Batman? Yes. The gig is up. The gig is totally, totally up. I think that's about it. I think that's about it. I, w- I want to say again my announcement at the beginning of the show today. That I'm really melancholy today. Because I don't like giving up this little show. But, like I said, a a great new chapter is about to open up for me. And I want you guys to be the first to know about it. But, you know, shh. I mean, you you won't hear anything until it gets out. And when it gets out, then you'll know. And when it gets out, I'll put out something on social media, letting my subscribers know that I will have an exclusive look 
of what's happening. Okay? You'll be the first to know. Third to know. You'll be the third to know. And I promise that. Now, this is going to remain up, as I said, for the next month. All the archives will be there. The music radio is going to keep going. And if I have to make any super secret announcements to you guys about what's happening, this will be where you'll be hearing them. And like I say, the website itself might be changing a name, but I'm, I'm up to something really great here. So let's go on a little bit of a hiatus, as I have to. You'll be, as I mentioned, hearing me on your radio, watching me on your TV uh, in less than 30 days. So all I'm asking just to... Stay, stay, what's that thing they say? Uh, stay calm and, uh, and just wait. And I thank you for listening. I thank you for subscribing, especially the last five years. You really have made this, you really have made this very special for me. And you, and you've made the next move possible. So thanks. Thanks. And, uh, everything else will be announced, uh, down the road and then things will make sense. So on, on that happy note, let me just say. <laughs> like a radio show without, without all the bullshit. bullshit. This is a journey into sound. The Don Geronimo Show. Uh-huh. Don Geronimo is a copyrighted feature that may not be reproduced without the express written consent of a Major League Baseball. I will not be back Monday at 10 a.m. West and 1 p.m. East. I'll be back, though. Bye. You for listening. That's all I can tell you. I write just for you. You all were really great when I took that little break off to get my book going. News about that as well. And I played music for a while, but now it's time to step away and re- get ready for the next chapter to begin. So thanks, guys. You're the greatest, and you'll be the first to know. And until then, whenever that is, God bless you. Thank you both for listening. And stay tuned for Don Geronimo Music Radio, the greatest. Top 40 hits of all time, starting right now. And I got to end with Eddie. What do I want to end with with Eddie? How about the first? The first and maybe the most popular. The late Eddie Money. I will be back Monday if you go to bed with me on Sunday night. Other than that, I'll see you soon. Thank you both for listening. Hello.
another hour of music power.